and welcome to the YBNB show. It's Friday, so today is business day, although I don't, I know, look very businesslike, sitting here in my uh, gym clothes still. Um, I don't actually live in the gym. Uh, I do four sessions in the gym a week, maybe five, and um, you don't really need to do more than three to sort of get and stay fit, to be honest with you. But I try to do, um, you know, an upper and a lower and a back and a front split and maybe an all body as well. And, and uh, in total about a thousand reps in a week. So people that ask, you know, do I spend my whole time in the gym? No, I don't. But uh, this time on, an, um, on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, it's just normally after my workout. So that's why I look like this and uh, that's what I do in the gym. But anyway, today we're talking about business and in particular, we are talking about uh, niche and how to select a niche. Because when people start a business, obviously they're full of enthusiasm about uh, starting this new business and you know the thing that they sort of start to go into straight away is um, you know their website and uh, uh, you know what they're going to say on Instagram they're starting a podcast they're writing a book you know all of these things and, and when you ask them you know what their niche is they don't actually know um, and uh, you know if you don't know what your niche is and who your target market is um, you know, you really are going to uh, struggle. So um, that's really why uh, we, we need to select a niche because much as you think that the product or service that you're going to offer may appeal to everybody in the whole world, um, you know, uh, we all, uh, people are very, very different. And uh, unless you uh, have a message and a product and service that really, really resonates with them, then, um, you know, it's unlikely they're going to choose you. They'll probably choose your competition unless you have something extremely um, innovative, which uh, is, is probably unlikely to be honest. You probably it's just going to be something which is slightly different and slightly better than the competition mainly. Um, so first thing to think about when you are deciding what niche to select is um, your own passions, things that you really, really enjoy doing. Because um, naturally, if you're passionate about something, you're going to know some more about it. You're going to be more enthusiastic. Um, you're just going to be more informed uh, uh, than the average person, I think. If, you know, even if it's something like, you know, a child who loves dinosaurs, they'll know a lot more about dinosaurs than their friends. You know, an adult who loves a particular um, musician will know more about that musician than their friends. So um, it's really, really important to follow something, I think, that you're quite passionate about. Um, and the other thing is uh, your skill set. You know, what are your strengths? Um, because when you start to address this niche, then um, what you're going to need to do is, um, you know, be convinced that you can provide a, a solution that's going to really work for them. So uh, that's really important. Uh, that covers the, the how, uh, the, the first part of how, um, which is, you know, look at what your passions are, look at what your strengths are, and um, if you can, choose a niche in that area. Now, the next one is um, once you've decided that, you know, it's going to be a particular niche, you then want to really test some of the things that you're going to offer to this uh, niche, because there could be many, many variations of your offer. Um, you know, for example, let's just take uh, business coaching. You know, you could decide that your offer is going to be an online offer, or you could decide that it's going to be a one-to-one, -one, or you could decide that you're actually going to do some of the work for your client. Um, so you'll have a range of different offers and uh, also um, you'll have different price points and uh, a whole variety of, of variations on your offer. So you, you need to test 
uh, your offer. So I'm going to go through one way that you will be able to test it. And you'll sort of test and you'll repeat and test and repeat until you really, really refine your niche. Um, so the next thing to consider is your target market. Uh, because um, as I said about your skills and your passions, the other thing is that whatever you're offering is going to really have to resonate. And in order to resonate with your target market, um, you're going to need to know them really well, i.e. you're going to need to know what, um, you know, what their traits are. So, for example, with YBNB, our main niche tends to be uh, midlife professional women. And um, that's probably because that's what I am. You know, so um, from my perspective, I can probably, you know, write down uh, a, a typical day in the life of um, a, a professional midlife woman, uh, the things that she thinks about, the things that she worries about, the things that she enjoys, the things that she wants for the future. Um, you know, I can, uh, her sort of hopes and dreams and challenges and restrictions and things like that. So um, because of that, I'm able to come up with solutions and I'm able, when I talk to somebody, to be able to offer solutions, which um, other people who, you know, who didn't know them quite so well, know the traits of that market, wouldn't be able to uh, come up with. So really knowing your niche, even if you don't know now, um, knowing that target market is really, really important. Researching the target market and finding out um, as much about them as you can. So you could actually write a typical day in the life of if you if you had to. Um, and then the next thing is, uh, you know, how many of them are there? Because um, what is coming up with a target market of, you know, uh, people where there are they are so few and far between that you're not going to build any sort of size of business. And if you're coming up with someone and you know the their characteristics i mean i use a ridiculous example but you know let's say uh the, you know they, they're all born on a certain day and they've all got purple hair and you know they've all got 10 children and etc cetera, etc cetera. you know the, if the characteristics are so refined like that that there's hardly any of them in the population then um you're not going to be able to build a decent sized market so you want to have criteria which enable you to define a reasonably sized target market. Um, so like I say, mine is uh, midlife professional women of which there are obviously millions. And uh, for me, um, you know, primarily English speaking as well because I haven't had my offer translated as yet, uh, although that's actually coming. Um, but so English speaking professional women is mine. Now that's, that's you know, a large population, but still there are quite a lot of um, specifics in that, in that uh, characteristics, in, in that uh, definition. So the next thing, um, once you've decided, you know, who your target market is, you've got a passion, you've got, you've got a, a skill set, you really know these individuals and you, you, uh, you understand them. The next thing is thinking about your actual offer. And where you want to go in is, you know, your minimum viable offer to start off with, because you're just going to test this. And it's pointless putting together a really, really elaborate offer with absolutely everything, all the bells and whistles that you can think of and taking forever to put it together. Uh, and, and lots of time and expense on your part when you actually haven't even tested it. So what you want to really look at is what we call your minimum viable offer. So what is it that you can put together that's going to resonate with this um, particular target market? You can offer it out to them. You can test it. You can test their reaction. And you have to, you know, speak to a large number of them, really. When I say large, you know, you're going to have to speak to um, 50, probably, 50 to 100 to get enough feedback to know whether this is a minimum 
Bible offer that's going to work or not. And why do I say that is because, you know, when you put together this offer, you are going to have um, a hypothesis, uh, a theory that uh, this particular offer is going to resolve their problem. Because think about it, you know, they may be, your target market may be sort of super happy people. Um, and they are going to be people, whether it's B2B, B2C, they're still people at the end of the day that you're selling to. And are these uh, people, uh, what is it they want? You know, they're going to have a challenge, they're going to have a problem, or they're going to have a desire. Um, is you, your hypothesis needs to explain um, how that offer is going to fulfill that requirement, whether it is going to alleviate a problem, address a challenge, fulfill a desire, whatever it is, you need to write that down somewhere. Um, explain what that offer is, explain how it's going to fulfill that need. Um, and that's then what you need to test. Because if that message, you know, and, and obviously what the message is as well, because if that message and that offer doesn't resonate with the group, then um, the beauty of testing it on 50 to 100 people is that you get this feedback. You find out why it doesn't resonate. You find out about the bits that they do like and don't like about it. Um, and then you refine the offer. And then you basically, you uh, go again. You know, you, you conclude what the output was, you conclude whether it's successful or not. You probably will get some clients for it, but, you know, whether you get as many clients as you might want to is another question. And you only know that through testing. So after you've done that exercise, what you then do is you rewrite up your niche. You know, you think about what you've done during that 50 or 100 calls or interactions with prospective clients. Um, you uh, review the, uh, the niche you know, perhaps now it's not going to be all mid-life professional women. Perhaps it's going to be, uh, you're going to define it a little bit more. Maybe it's going to be maybe only women who run their own business or only many women who work corporates or whatever, you know, your particular niche is. And maybe you're going to refine it. Um, and maybe on your offer, it was online, but maybe you're going to add some sort of one-to-one -to, -one to it now or whatever it is. Or maybe you're going to change your price point because people didn't like the price point. Or sometimes, you know, people think it's too cheap, sometimes too expensive. Um so uh, you would refine it and then you would start to market out again to your niche. So, um, and that's where we sort of get into marketing and branding, which is not the subject of this particular um, conversation. But really, I just wanted to conclude that you do have to have a niche because if you don't, if you say that your offer is for everybody, what you're going to find when you talk to people is that they'll say to you things like, um, oh yeah, you know, I really love the sound of your product or your offer, but uh, we've gone to a specialist. We've gone to somebody um, who really specializes in A, B, and C. So listen to that when you're talking to them because people do want specialists. And even if you're already just starting out, much better to start out as a specialist in something um, than it is to be a generalist. And don't forget that your niche is not going to be your niche forever. Um, you could test out this niche. You could make it fly, you know, for even many years and then you can start with another niche. So in my own experience, my niche has, has changed over the years. Um, and when we were first doing recruitment, for example, it was mid-level mid professionals. It was managers of departments and things like that. Before that, it was IT, actually. Um, after the mid-life professionals, it was newly unemployed professionals. After that, it was young people trying to get their first job. Um, and, you know, now my niche is very much uh, mid-life professional women. So your niche can change. It doesn't have to be the same but we do have to have one. So I hope that's been helpful. Um, if you have any questions, by all means, you know, just uh, drop me a line or, or respond um, in the messaging, do a DM or respond to an email. Um, better still, click on the link and uh, subscribe because you get daily tips there as well about everything and you can respond to the emails that I send you there as well. 
So lovely to talk to you. Hope you could hear me all right. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm off to um, kind of walk back in the rain now. So I um, hope uh, the sun shines again soon. Have a lovely weekend. Bye-bye.